we're, we're Kano. And you're listening to Eurovision Queens. Let Eurovision Queens begin. Welcome to Eurovision Queens, a podcast exploring and celebrating the glory that is the Eurovision Song Contest. Hello, I'm Andy. Never forget, let it go. This or that, no need to know. Whether above or below, we are all from the same blood. <laughs> and I'm Ryan, and I don't care what you say, I don't care how you feel, get out of my way, because I've got a heart of steel. <gasps> I'm nervous. Mmm. Gosh. <laughs> Yes, it's our final pre-Eurovision preview episode. Number five. Number five. The big five. It is the big five. Number five and the big five. Plus Ukraine, of course. Mm. Lest we forget. So, this is our final episode before Eurovision actually happens. Gosh. I know. It's just bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) A week to go, if you're listening to this. No, actually, a week today, it'll all be over. It will be. Yeah. Everyone will be hungover. Yes. Be some sore heads. They will. We will have a special review episode after the contest is all said and done. Yeah. To wrap everything up for 2023's contest. But we don't want to start talking about wrapping things up. We don't want to start talking about retrospective elements, do we? Not just yet. No. No. It's all ahead of us at this point. We will also be making brief mention of the rehearsal footage that we've seen for this year's contest. So much rehearsal footage. So (laughs) many pictures. Everyone's analysing and dissecting every single tiny detail. Yeah. Well, we don't want to waste any more time with a preamble, do we? We want to get straight into it. Yeah, let's get down to business. Yeah. So you know what that means. It's time to sit back, grab a drink, maybe even some cake. I don't know. Sit back and listen to that familiar anthem. Oh, it's exciting hearing it at this time of year, isn't it? Oh, yes. Soon be oh that moment when that's playing. It's just all about to start. It's like oh my god, there's so much riding on this. Ah. <laughs> yes, it's kind of nerve wracking, isn't it? It's weird when you then go outside and other people aren't this deep into your vision, <laughs> yeah. and they just don't know. Yeah. And to tell you the thing that keeps occurring to me about the semi-finals is just how much has changed over the years. Because the first time I watched the semi-finals was, you know, when they first introduced them. Was it 2005? And it was crazy. There was like 28 songs and only 10 of them got through. And you you lost 18 amazing songs. (laughs) And this time you're only losing 11. I know it's still a lot, but times have changed. Mm. They certainly have. So these are the big five. They give the most money to make Eurovision happen. And in recent years, these countries have done really well, have they not? They have. Some of them have really had their fortunes turned around, haven't they? Yeah, it used to be this narrative that only Eastern European countries could win Eurovision in early 2000s. It was a bit like that. But now it's swung back to Western Europe. And it's mainly Western Europe winners recently. I, mean, I know Ukraine won, but... You know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just that whole, like, people are actually taking it seriously and just doing their own thing. 
Yeah. And it doesn't seem to hurt these countries that they are performed only once and they're not in the semi-finals. We only get to see them once, but they still push through. Yeah, I suppose so. But they're never normally people's favourites that they die for, are they? As much. I disagree. Would you? Yes. Slow mo. Last year, yeah. Everyone was. Sam Ryder. (laughs) Sam Ryder wasn't like everyone's favourite. He wasn't favourite coming in. He was like tenth or something. Yeah. Yeah, but still. But slow mo was like the fan favourite, wasn't it? So yeah. yeah. But the year before, Spain, I think, had like no points. Is that right? Something like that. Okay. These countries have done very well for the last few years, yeah. I think. Yeah. Apart from Germany last year. Oh, my Lord. Was it last year? Yeah, but it didn't get no points. We should have done. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do we feel talking about Germany about this song? This is their 2023 entry. Who have we got? We've got Lord of the Lost with Blood and Glitter. <laughs> Sweet and bitter, we're so happy we could die. surprised i've never watched the national final performance from lord of the lost and he looks like um a guest character in blake seven oh my god like he's dressed by june hudson the costume designer because honestly i can't believe this red latex cat suit my lord did you not know they had a lordy vibe to them it's not lordy it's pure blake seven it's pure <laughs> 70s sci-fi Okay. It's bizarre. And he also seems to also look like he's from musical theatre as well. I don't buy this as a rock outfit at all. How bizarre. Oh, really? Yeah. Hilarious. Mm. That makes me take it even less seriously than I already took it. Oh, gosh. Okay. Cat's out of the bag. I think this is a heap of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I really do, though. I mean, the only thing I like about it is when he breaks out of the way he's singing and he goes, Blood and I like that bit. That's fun. But it's so theatrical. Oh, my Lord. This is hilarious. And as you heard at the top of the episode, I just take the piss out of this song for that. Those lyrics. I just can't believe. Never forget you go. Above a blue. It's so embarrassing, that bit. I can never believe it. But why is he so posh? Well, I know now because he's from musical theatre school. (laughs) And this is not a real group. There is a lot going on in this one. I'll give you that. Some of it I like. I like the little laser noises, like the ping, ping, ping Uh um, at the end of the chorus. Good. 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to find out a bit more of Lord of the Lost? Yeah, let's go for it. Well, they were founded in mid-2007. It's important, mid-2007. Mid-2007. Not just 2007, but mid-halfway through. Mm-hmm. They are from Hamburg. They're considered to be German industrial metal. Yes. The singer, the frontman, is Chris Harms, who also is appearing in lots of musical theatre in Germany. No, I made that up. <laughs> but he really should be, honestly. He was in the Blake 7 episode, Warlord, <laughs> which is the penultimate episode directed which by Victor Which is Victor why Cosby they are Lord of the Lost. Honestly. <laughs> Um, some people will get that reference and understand completely. So it's been around for quite a few years, this group. So they won Unser Lied for Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> That's Germany's national final, which I said so brilliantly then. They've been trying to represent Germany for many years, so they were very pleased when they got it this time. And I think the point split is interesting. They earned 189 points, 146 from fans and viewers, and 43 from international juries. Now, I don't know how their contest works exactly. But that sounds like a disparity. So the German people are really behind this one then? Yeah, rather than the juries. Mm. And that might mean, well, they're just well known in Germany. Yeah. So Ryan, do you think this is going to go through? I think it'll be at the front. I'm sorry. I'm so used to asking that question. (laughs) Of course it'll be in the finale. Yeah. And I think it'll come really low. (laughs) Suppose we can do left side, right side of the table. Oh, good. Right side. (laughs) I think if it is on the right side, it'll be high up on the right side, though. No, it won't. There's so, oh, many, wow. there's so many other good rock songs this year. Well, two or three. I don't know. It's definitely the year of the band, but I don't know how many of those are going to get through. Yeah. Do you think that's still a Maniskin influence thing? Mm, definitely, yeah. 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 A lot of the artists were doing top five videos, or top five favourite artists. Yeah. On the Eurovision Instagram account. I saw. And so many of them had Maniskin in their top five. Did they? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it's not exactly the year of rock, but it's certainly the year of the bands. Is it the year of blood and glitter? No. Sorry. No. New. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to move on before I say anything even more mean about them. Right, so next up, we're going to go to Spain and we've got Blanca Paloma with... Yeah, yeah. Spain's Blanca Paloma. What do we make of this entry? What do we make of this entry? <laughs> You're just batting it straight I back have, at I me. Have. 
Um, I like this now because I know it and because she performed so amazingly in front of us at the Eurovision party. Yeah. And she just looked immaculate. She performed it brilliantly. She had her own little instrument. I don't know what that was called. And she just bossed it. I don't think it's going to win. I think it's probably going to come top 10 just because it's so electric and really has presence. She has presence. Mm. It's a bit whaley for me. And yeah. that's that's me saying that. Because <laughs> you always think you like whaley songs, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like very um, worldly songs like that. But yeah, it, it's, it's way too whaley for me. But I agree with you. Like, seeing it live, you do get captivated by the power that's of, the word yeah captivated yeah absolutely so a bit about blanca ploma well we know a bit about blanca ploma she is a costume design designer or a design student is she? and she makes all her own costumes oh, i didn't know that yes good so she tried to represent um spain before through benzon fest in 2022 with the song secreto de agua but this year, obviously, she did it. Her full name is Blanca Paloma Ramos Beza. She's born in 1989. Gosh, she's quite young, really. Well, I suppose it's not young she's, anymore. That's not it? young for <laughs> people that are at Eurovision. <laughs> it just seems ridiculously recent to me. <laughs> yes. Her genre is known as New Flamenco, just so you know. Oh. Yeah. But I like it when countries with a musical style and a heritage and a history, they actually lean into that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she's done that. Just as Mimikat has, actually, for Portugal. Yes. But I didn't know it was called New Flamenco. They're good. Pleased to know. I also think that it's it's just nice that she's got that little um, sort of archery move that she does. Oh, yeah, Diana and it, move. Yeah, and it's that's going to get the crowd going because the fans will be expecting it. And, yeah, yeah, there'll be a big cheer when that happens. And I there. think whatever she's wearing is going to be amazing because the outfits we've seen her in, even just before London Eurovision party and during it, she was wearing two different amazing outfits. Yeah, like her Green. meet and greet look yeah, suit or the press thing. look. Oh. Yeah. And then she came out in that amazing tailored lace dress. Which I took a photo of and went viral on Twitter. Let me me tell you. Okay, so I want to understand what the lyrics mean. Ooh. So. I feel like we're going to have like a little lyric corner in this episode. We are, because there's quite a few foreign language songs that we need to uncover what's going on here. So we won't read it all out, don't worry. I think it's important to go behind the curtain. The flamenco curtain. Yes. So, yeah, 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 hey, hey. Oh, come to me, my child, now. Oh, come to me, my child, sleep next to me. That in my chest there is shelter. Little coat for your grief. Yeah, 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 etc. Tears of the Nile, sleepless nights. My child, when I die, bury me in the moon. And every night I see you, and every night I see you. And every night I see you, every night, except one. Olay. Oh, come to me, my child, oh, my child, my little one, little of my loves. That in the night they illuminate me, your sunny eyes. Oh, this is quite dark, but also compelling. I like that there's a little coat for your grief. I know. <laughs> a little coat of grief. Bless her. Mm. Oh, I like that. That's given me some extra, don't know what. Yeah, like you say, it's dark. <laughs> it is dark. Is it as dark as our next song, though? Who have we got next? Oh, right. Up next, we're off to France. We are. This is Lazara with Evidemment. Obviously. Let's see what you did there. Mm.
Mon cœur, mes mains, mes yeux, mes reins Plus rien ne m'appartient Je me fais du mal pour faire du bien J'oublie comme si ce n'était rien Dans mon jardin d'enfer pousse des fleurs Que j'arrose de mes rêves, de mes pleurs Évidemment, toutes ces belles promesses que j'entends, ce n'est que du vent. Évidemment, car après le beau temps vient la pluie, c'est ce qu'on oublie. C'est toujours trop beau pour être vrai, mais c'est jamais trop. So that was Lazara with Evidemont. Certainly was. Oh my lord. How much do we love this? Mm, I think we've got a future Eurovision queen here. Like, I think this will go down in legend. I think it could bloody win it. Yeah? Yeah, I really do. It has such presence. I think it might just blast through and take it. It, it has the potential to do that. Because it's, it's not only that brilliant, gorgeous French ballad sound and look. But she's got such sass. She is mother as well, isn't she? And she just brings so much. It's such an amazing performance. Yeah, really excited for this. There's been the performances where there's been an element missing and I've kind of always said, like, it needs to be dragged up. Yeah. But this feels like the height of drag for me, even yeah. though it's not drag, but it, it's just got that extra oomph in it. Yeah. And I think because we know she'll be, like very much on her own on the stage it'll be all eyes on her yeah she'll command it yeah and she just uses those uses those hips and that figure that hourglass figure it's just going to be so iconic i think and mm. just oh and it's, but it's it's that with the beat as well isn't it and then just what yeah. she does with the like it's the really funky stuff, yeah it's a funky ballad and that's an unusual genre i think mm, the funky ballad yeah <laughs> So let me tell you about Lazara. Fatima Zara Hafti is her actual name. She's actually from Canada and she lives in Montreal in Canada. So she's a Francophone Canadian. Um, she rose to prominence in 2016 when she released her debut single Pronton Blanc. She first came to prominence in 2016 when she released her debut single Pronton Blanc. And yeah, since then she's won awards. She um, was the leading at the leading French music awards. She was considered to be francophone revelation of the year, and her album Tretries has been very successful. She was internally selected for this contest mm, by France. Okay. Yeah. So, do we want to find out what these lyrics mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of already know what they mean because I've watched the music video. <laughs> So I know they're a bit weird. <coughs> they are a bit weird. Here we go. Now, there's different um, ways of describing this. So I'm a bit confused because... Oh, my loins. My loins. I want to see what it is. I need to find out. So, it means my heart, my hands, my eyes, my loins, or my hips. We're not quite sure. Nothing belongs to me anymore. I hurt myself to do good. I forget as if it was nothing. In my garden of hell grows flowers that I water with my dreams, with my tears. We may be on top of the world. You can't touch the sky with your finger. Obviously. It goes on. It's quite dark, isn't it? Mm. 
very dark. So much so that I was going to do some of this in French at the start of the show. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I don't think you can say that. It's too dark. It's, it was either too dark or just too fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it doesn't feel so dark when she's singing it. It just feels like she's kind of a spurned lover, I guess. But it's going further than that, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So how do you think it's going to do? Really well. You do agree? I think it's going to do really well. Top five. I think it's going to be top five. I can't see it being lower than five. I really can't. No. It's kind of got that same power as Voila, Barbara Pravi, but it's got the funk as well, which gives it more. And that was only just beaten to the top spot. Oh, exciting. Lazara has arrived. Thank you for listening to Eurovision Queens. Why not come and have a conversation with us on Twitter at EuroQueensPod or if you're on Instagram, we're Eurovision Queens where we're uploading lots of very exciting reels. On both of those, there's also a link in our bio to our Spotify playlist for everything that we've played in the show so far. Back to the show. We now move on to Italy. This is Marco Mangioni with Duvit. sempre spento dove a volte ti perdo ma se voglio ti prendo siamo fermi in un tempo così che solleva le strade con il cielo ad un passo da qui siamo i mostri e le fate dovrei telefonarti dirti le cose che sento ma ho finito le scuse e non ho più difese siamo un libro sul pavimento in una casa vuota che sembra la nostra Il caffè con limone contro l'engover sembri una foto mossa E ci siamo fottuti ancora una notte fuori un locale E meno male Se questa è l'ultima canzone poi la luna esploderà Sarò gli a dirti che sbagli, ti sbagli e lo sai qui non arriva e tu non dormi e dove sarai, dove vai, quando la vita poi esagerà Tutte le corse, gli schiaffi, gli sbagli che fai quando qualcosa ti agita Tanto lo so che tu non dormi, 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 dormi mai Che giri fanno due vite So that's David by Marco Mangoni. What do we think? I think there's there's such a contrast between this and France because they're both quite serious songs. Mm-hmm. The French entry's got like a, a playfulness to it. Yeah. Whereas this one is just too straight serious for me. Okay. So I, I kind of just, it's a really passionate song, but I don't know, it just doesn't connect with me somehow. Like there's just, I don't feel the heart in it for some reason. Okay. Um... I've grown to really, really like this song. Have you? 
<laughs> I really like it now. It took me a long while to get there. And that makes me think, oh, that's interesting, though, because, you know, you should go on your first instinct. Mm. But I think I'd never seen him perform it live before. And to see the um, San Remo performance, honestly, electric. And not just because he's good looking, because he really properly delivers it and believes every word he's singing. Mm. I think this is also top five material. I really do. And you know, I'm never a fan of Italy. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike most Eurovision fans, I really get annoyed when Italy does well, just because I think they often don't deserve to do as well as they did. I mean, I disagree. I'm Maniskin, obviously it should, that should have won, but, but other, other, other songs when they get so high, I just feel like it's just a vote for Italy. But this guy, honestly, I understand why he's going to get loads of votes. Mm. I'm not there yet. No? No. And I don't think I want to be there Sounds like you're not going to be there. This is one that I skip. Oh. Mm. Is it? A little bit, yeah. Dormy, 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 dormy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know. It's it's weird. What happened was I was listening to it while I was mowing the lawn the other day. And it came on after another song from the playlist. I was like, oh, God, Spotify's done that thing where it's played a song that I already know that's not from this year. Hmm. And I got confused because I thought it was an old Italian entry. Because mm. I felt I suddenly knew it so well. I thought, oh, this this isn't... Why are we playing an old song? And it was, that's how familiar it was to me in that moment. I was like, oh, that's an interesting uh, thing. I think that is sort of my problem with uh-huh. it. Is it's not doing anything new. Right. Not to say that it's like Eurovision by numbers, because it's not, and it's a good song. Yeah. But this could have been from five years ago. It could have been from ten years ago. But isn't that just standing the test of time and being eternal? Well, sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. And for this one, it just just doesn't seem to have the heart for me. It just seems to be a sort of, yeah, a tick box exercise. Wow. (laughs) Well, it's good that we disagree and that we don't agree about everything. Yeah. Because that will be boring. A bit more about Marco. He performed at Eurovision before in 2013, where he finished seventh um, with the song L'Essentiel. So he's a Eurovision luminary. Mm. It's yes. the year of the returning act, isn't it? It is, really. I mean, we've got Lorene, we've got Pasha Parfany. Is there anyone else? Monica. Monica from um, Lithuania. And oh. there's a junior Eurovision someone in there as well, oh, isn't, isn't there? there? Is that the Armenian one? Brunette, I think. Maybe. I can't remember now. <laughs> I don't listen to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He cites as his musical influences the Beatles, David Bowie, Michael Jackson and Renato Zero. I've never heard of that last person. I can't see any of those people in his work there, apart from maybe David Bowie. I don't know. That's a very definite Italian ballad style, isn't it? In Duvit. Anyway. What? I'm just going to be disappointed if he doesn't wear leather. (laughs) Oh, wow. And have his arms out. Yeah, he will have his arms out. He'll definitely. I don't have like his arms that button out. tunic thing though, because it's got too many buttons on it. it oh, you don't like buttons, I do you? I don't like buttons. I have a button phobia, <laughs> <laughs> particularly when they're not actually doing anything. I bet Coraline was a nightmare for you, wasn't it? I never watched it for that reason. Mm. Horrible. I can't, <laughs> especially those big wooden buttons. Anyone else has this problem? <laughs> it's quite a widespread phobia that one, actually. Right, we're moving on from Italy. We are going. To where we should be going this year, quite honestly. We're going to Ukraine. This is Tvorchi with Heart of Steel. Sometimes gotta let it go. 
Sometimes gotta look away. Sometimes just gotta know when to stick your middle finger up in the air. I cannot explain. Tell you how I feel. Life is just a game, and I'm playing for the win. Don't be scared to say just what you think. Cause no matter how bad someone's listening Don't get what you say, yeah, yeah Don't get how you feel Get out of my way, yeah, yeah Guess I got that was Torchy with Heart of Steel. What do you think? This one we've had around for quite a while, haven't we? It, it was, was one of the early ones, yes, yeah. Because Vidbia, the Ukrainian national final, happened, yeah, way back. But the thing about that national final, of course, was that it happened underground. Mm. As Ukraine's still kind of under siege, effectively. The question is, will this get points because it's a good song? Or will it get points because it's Ukraine? Does that matter? I don't think that matters anymore. No. I mean, we all think that Klusch Orchestra should have won last year. Mm -hmm. We love that Ukraine won and that was right. And it was a really great song, I think. Mm. But I've seen a lot of people put this up there thinking it's going to do better than I think it will. A lot of people had it in the top five, top ten. I just can't see it getting that. I think it'll do okay. I think it'll be left-hand side of the table, but it won't be too high, I don't think. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think for Ukraine that normally does very well, something about this one just doesn't quite add up to what they normally do. Like, the production of it is really good. Yeah. And they had, in the national performance, they had the four screens, and it was really interactive in that sort of way, yeah. which was really cool. Yeah. So they were doing a lot with very little. Mm. But, yeah... There's just, again, there's just something missing for me a little bit in this one. Yeah. I mean, it has got a war theme. It's about how, you know, it's looking, the, the idea for us, it was looking back into the, the history of the contest and the fact that it came came about after the war as a way to unite us. And it's called United by Music. That's the theme this year. So, you know, it very much plays to that theme. And of course, that we, sh- we shouldn't be at war anymore. And we are. And they're singing against that effectively and why wouldn't they as ukraine and the same we should we should be wearing hearts of steel you know against oppressors mm-hmm. against warmongers so um i guess this one and croatia are most obviously anti-war vibes without being too political about it without getting disqualified <laughs> <laughs> saying a song that was called fuck putin or something <laughs> but, mm. yeah but that's effectively what's saying they're talking about raising the middle finger didn't they at the mm-hmm. start which I'd missed. So, the exact things they said about it, we looked into the past of this contest. It was created after the Second World War to unite Europe. Today, while some are playing with nuclear threats, our people with steel hearts are protecting all of Europe. Yeah, the band consists of Jimo Augustus Kehind and Andrei Hutsalak. And yeah, they've been around for a few years and they've had a few albums out. They are the representatives for Ukraine. And I think they'll do quite well. I don't think they'll be contenders for the crown. No. Where are we going next? We're off to the United Kingdom. Hey! With, with May Muller, and I wrote a song. Loud applause! <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
was it not mm. with the glorious stupendous i wrote a song best uk entry in years years and years and years, and years. <laughs> do you agree absolutely i i mean because while spaceman was good i didn't put that on a playlist no we didn't we were happy it did well but we were never like that up about it were we no but this one i will happily play yeah yeah do you know the song it most reminds me of and i know it's got nothing to do with it it has the same vibe for me as Madison Avenue, Don't Call Me Baby. It has that same sort of feel for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I can see that. Yeah. Because I never, I never tired of that song. I never tired of this song. She's so sassy and she's so real and normal. Mm. But she's also super talented. She's a great performer. And I think the die, 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 die is going <laughs> to do so well for her. I can't see this not doing well. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, she's so charming. I think she's a really good ambassador. She absolutely Because she just did so well at the London party, didn't she? Oh, yeah. She was fantastic. It was kind of... She was headlining, effectively. Yeah. And she she really brought it. The singing was on point. She was doing really good dance routines. Yeah, I think... I think it's going to do well. My only concern is that it's last. And have you chosen before the last song already? I think you kind of just get a bit lost the last song. You kind of think, oh, really? I guess so. But I, but then Eurovision fans all know who they like already going in. But this isn't about Eurovision fans. No, I know. It's, it's about the general public. Yeah. I just, I think the best that the last place song has done in recent years was an Italian song. And Italy always gets points. But I think that was third or fourth. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. I'm just a bit nervous about that side of things. But maybe I don't need to be nervous about that side of things because I don't think it's a contender to win. I'd no, l- it's going it to be, but it's mid not. Between... Five and ten. Yeah. But probably lower reaches of the top ten, I would say. I would say mid-top ten. Okay, yeah. I think it'll be eighth or ninth. Yeah. If it's not, if it's lower than that, then it's wrong because it's fucking good. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, a bit about May Muller. Born in 97, that's terrifying. Especially when you remember the music of 97, you think, that's not that long ago. She was raised in Kentish Town. She's Jewish. Her grandfather was a Holocaust survivor. And she's of Austrian Jewish ancestry. She attended Fine Arts College in Belsize Park. She famously appeared in the Grace Kelly video um, by Mika. And yeah, she's, she's rising up. And this is only going to solidify her music career mm-hmm. to date. I do think it's someone who... I do think this is going to really raise her profile in the UK and I think it'll continue that sort of opportunity for UK artists to have a really good career like Sam Ryder has. Yeah. yeah. I think it will also make her a Eurovision darling and she'll definitely come back and do the parties. Oh, And, yeah. you know, like, she'll never not be working in a May now. <laughs> yes, May and May, yeah. 
He's only 25, though. I still can't get over that. It's just bizarre. <laughs> but <laughs> really good. Really, really good song. Really great singer. Great attack. So I'm excited to see it on the Eurovision stage. Mm. So we're just going to say a bit about the rehearsal footage that we've seen so far before we end the episode. So thoughts, reflections on what we've seen. Yeah, so there's been a bunch that have stayed true to their initial performances, like Let 3, yeah. which I'm really happy about. Yeah. But then at the same time, there's some that have gone absolutely somewhere completely different, like... Czechia. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the bits I've seen of that, I like the photographs, but when I saw the the rigidity of that, I was a bit nervous because I loved the swing of that when I saw them perform live at London Eurovision Party and the way they moved I think they do that dolls them. bit. Still. I know, but I, I'm just a bit nervous. I think it's cool that there's a sort of... I think they've tried to go for a concept so it sticks in people's minds. Yeah. I just hope they get to move around a lot because I just love that song so much. Mm-hmm. I was nervous watching Loreen just because the mix on that rehearsal clip didn't sound right. It didn't sound like Melfest. It didn't sound like the song quite right. It was a bit odd. It was a weird mix. Yeah, I think because everyone was nervous to see what she'd do. So she's got a smaller hamburger press yeah but also the smoke effect is now on the screens yeah so i think it loses a little bit of the tactile nature of it possibly. yeah but that was such a danger though with melfest i mean it was <laughs> yeah. ridiculous that you couldn't see it for like about 30 seconds but i just hope it sounds right i'm nervous about that now because it deserves to do brilliantly it deserves to win i thought that the finnish entry career that having the big shadow on the wall is really fun and he's kind of almost like a 3d super villain or hero now he's kind of got a sort of because <laughs> he's got that costume with the, the, the green the sleeves. iconic costume it's so yeah. iconic that it's almost like he's yeah he's a marvel character <laughs> yeah yeah and i think it's just going to do brilliantly well i can't see it not i like that alessandra's is leveled up yeah again it's like evolved yeah it's it's still got that melody grand prix style to it but, but it's a bit more elevated just, yeah. yeah yeah i like the feel of riley's one going between different rooms so on the stairs and moving around that set. So it's it's quite like, inspired by his music video as well, isn't it? Yeah, Which is good. yeah. I did like that one. Of course, who the hell is Edgar? Oh, Tayan yeah. Selena. I mean, the giant typewriter. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Edgar Allan Poe and the uh. Yes. Yeah, but it wasn't in Comic Sans. It wasn't in Comic Sans. It was like in it... typewriter font, which is yeah. our only critique. <laughs> I was Still bit, time to change yeah. it. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed by Peak Jacks to see that they'd gone for a red and black moody rock vibe because they were in the, the silky thin white tops. Not just because I'm horny, mm-hmm. but because it just they had a different feel with that. Yeah. And I'm not convinced about going to something which makes them less distinct. Mm-hmm. Talking about distinct, oh, we are one wild youth. Yeah. I think that cat suit's a mistake. Yeah. I really do. The gold. Because he's a nice guy. He's an attractive guy, but he seems to wear these cat suits that do nothing for him. I know it's not just about how you look. At least but... he's not got a hood on his head anymore, like in the music video. Oh, yes, that's true. I was worried they were going to do that. Yeah. I just can't see that one doing well, however much they try. It feels like it's doomed. And the start. <laughs> I feel sorry for them. I really do. Um, anything else from the rehearsals that you've you've seen and thought, oh yes, the other things that have obviously come to mind. Um, Slovenia looked like they're having a lot of fun party. I liked Blanca's high kick. Oh yes, that summer vibe. She's very much going for the Florida summer song yeah. vibes at the beach. Yeah, and I know she's got all those haters. 
<laughs> doesn't mean that we are supporting homophobia by liking Blanca's song. Oh, and the other thing that I like is that Malta is still doing their act one, act two, act yes, three. and they've got a car. Yeah. They didn't have an actual car, did they, in the Maltese? No, they were just on a sofa, on weren't they? On a sofa, they? and now they're actually in a car. Love it. Yes. Yes. And I will forgive the busker for using the photograph I took of him, of the lead singer <laughs> at the Eurovision party, without credit, on Instagram. Hello, the busker. We are watching. Well, they're watching us. Apparently. But we love the busker. Yes. We hope it does so well. We can't wait to see that one live. I need that one to qualify. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the ones that have come to mind as we've just thought of them, as strong mm-hmm. and... Yeah, exciting. Dead exciting life. It Damn. does feel like we're just completely <laughs> living Eurovision at the moment. Well, I've been working hard as well. I've yes. had a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even when we're working, we're listening to Eurovision music. It's true. <laughs> we won't be in Liverpool, sadly, because we just didn't get our asses in gear properly enough. We will be there next year. Yes. Absolutely, with bells on. But this year, it was always our lead-up, really, to podcasting about Eurovision and making connections and stuff like that. So, yeah, we will hope to be there, possibly with press accreditation, next time around. Mm. We shall see. But we thank you so much for listening to Eurovision Queens. We're really enjoying doing this podcast. Um, It's been a lot of fun. Loving the connections and the conversations on Twitter. I just want to say something about that, though. There's so many people overreacting to negativity on Twitter... And retweeting it and responding to it and therefore lifting that negativity up Mm -hmm. and making it more obvious. Don't do that. Leave it alone when people are being negative. Don't retweet it or respond to make more people see it. And it's actually not the majority of people. Most people say, oh, I love this. This is great. I like this. And yeah, so just just leave it alone. It's fine. (laughs) It's not a problem. Yeah, and it's fine. Are... It's fine for people to be a bit more negative about stuff and have a different way about it. Yeah, yeah. Just let them be. Let them be. It's fine. There's so much good that is being said on Twitter about people, so don't worry about it. Yes, this was our final episode before Eurovision. I hope you've enjoyed listening to us. We've enjoyed putting these episodes together for you. Anything else to say, Ryan? Just to follow us on the socials. Then, <laughs> seeing as you're talking about them. Yeah, so on Twitter, that's at EuroQueensPod. On Instagram, we're EurovisionQueens. And on email, EurovisionQueens at gmail.com. Yeah, and like you say, we'll be back next week for our... Overview, summary, review episode. Yeah, one of those, like, football ones when they do a a breakdown of how how people did good and how they kicked the ball (laughs) in the net and stuff. Yeah, (laughs) and the formations and whatnot. (laughs) But we'll be talking about it with more authority. Yeah, because it's Eurovision and not football. <laughs> exactly. And also, well, exactly that. But also, we'll be able to get into the ins and outs of it. So if you really want to get into the ins and outs of what went on and how we felt at different points and how you felt at different points, you should tune in next time to the next episode of Eurovision Queens. Until then, I have been Andy. I've been Ryan. Take care and enjoy Eurovision. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Eurovision Queens. If you enjoyed the episode, I know that Andy and Ryan would love to hear from you on email, Twitter or Instagram. Better still, why not leave them a review on Apple Podcasts so that other Eurovision fans can find them. 